Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. there Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back. It's Bill Eve, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Bills podcasts. You know the voice. My name is John Boccasino, the longtime host of Bill Eve. We are getting you ready for the 2021 Buffalo Bills football season as we do each and every week by talking Buffalo Bills football, a programming note. I know many of you were waiting with bated breath for our most indispensable uh, Buffalo Bills podcast where Jamie D'Amico, my colleague, and I would go through and pick one member of the offense and one member of the defense that we feel is the most integral and the most essential and most indispensable to the Buffalo Bills play in 2021. Jamie is on a much-deserved vacation this week, so rather than me stumbling through that podcast by myself with only one opinion, we're going to hold off on that topic until next week, which is fine because that gives you, the listeners, more time to think about what you would like to uh, comment on regarding the most indispensable player, again, outside of quarterback Josh Allen. That will be next week's topic here on Believe. This week is almost like Christmas Day for Buffalo Bills fans. I know it's not quite as dramatic or quite as exciting or eventful as the home opener when the games actually start and uh, the Bills are out there going, taking that next step forward towards getting back towards a Super Bowl appearance. However, this week was a monumental week for Bills fans around the world. It was the start of training camp not at St. John Fisher College in Rochester, New York, but at the team's training facilities in Orchard Park. The Bills are back. The veterans and the rookies reported on Tuesday with the first day of training camp taking place on Wednesday. And it's you'd be hard-pressed to think of a more exciting time to be a Buffalo Bills fan. I was a kid, uh, early teenager, if you will, uh, when the Bills made the last of their runs to the Super Bowl uh, in 93-94, losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I was 13 or 14 by the time that those teams lost the Super Bowl to Dallas in both those back-to-back years. It's been since then that the Buffalo Bills have been to a Super Bowl. Last year was the closest they've ever come during my adulthood as a Bills fan. And I got to tell you, you've heard me say this over and over again on the podcast Optimism and hope reign supreme for Bill's Mafia this year, especially on the heels of last year's performance where Josh Allen took that quantum leap forward uh, and, and really broke almost everyone's realistic expectations for how he was going to perform, getting his completion percentage up near 70%, directing an offense that scored a franchise record 501 points and guiding the Bills to a 13-3 and regular season record 
two thrilling playoff victories en route to a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Josh Allen, ladies and gentlemen, we all know he's the Buffalo Bills quarterback of the future, the long-awaited answer uh, since Jim Kelly retired as to who will be that franchise savior at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. But there's a topic I want to get to regarding this team. And again, hopes are high, expectations are high. There's a lot of players who are fighting for roster spots. We've talked about the competition for the 53-man roster this year for the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of players out there who are veterans trying to ward off rookies and second and third year players for those roster spots. There's a lot of talent that's going to find itself cut when cutdown day comes because unlike many past Bills teams, this year's Bills team has talent that's not going to stick, that's going to find themselves given a pink slip uh, when the training camp is winding down because the Bills don't have the room on their roster to keep all of these talented players. We know that defensive ends, uh, there's a, a surplus, a plethora of talent, especially with Greg Russo and Carlos Basham Jr. coming into the fold as rookie signings, first and second rounders respectively, of course, with F.A. Obata coming in as well from the Carolina Panthers. There's a lot of talent going for the defensive end side of things. The offensive line, there's a lot of talent to go there as well. Uh, Mitch Morris, Deion Dawkins, Cody Ford, John Feliciano, and Darrell Williams are going to get pressed hard for their backup spots uh, by a group that, of course, includes Ike Bucker and Forrest Lamp and Bobby Hart and Ryan Bates. There's a lot of numbers games that are going to be taking place before Brandon Bean has to make the difficult decisions to whittle this roster down to 53 players. So on this week's episode of Believe, I wanted to follow up on an article that I wrote for buffalorumblings.com talking about the Bills players with the most to gain at training camp. I did a very thorough research uh, job of going through all of the players who are trying to fight for a roster spot. And look, there's different definitions of who I considered for this. One of the um, criteria is I'm not going to include Josh Allen on the, the list of players with the most to gain, even though you could say that oh, during training camp, a contract extension could be offered to him and he might gain $430 million. True, that is a lot for a player to gain, but I was more focusing on the player's who are fighting for a starter's role or fighting for a pivotal backup role and are looking to make either that lasting impression on Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean or to beat out an incumbent uh, to get one of the key positions locked down for the 2021 season. And look, you've heard me talk about this until I'm blue in the face. There really aren't that many positions out there where the starter's role is up for grabs. There's a couple of them, and we're going to get to that here in this podcast on the bills with the most to gain at training camp. But I wanted to put that caveat out there that Josh Allen is not going to be one of the players I am looking at here um, because I feel like he's personally earned himself that mega contract extension whenever that comes. So I didn't think he was worthy of talking about when it came to the players with the most to gain at training camp. But for me, all of this starts at cornerback two. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when it came to should the Bills bring in a veteran to push Levi Wallace out of the CB2 job, or rather at least give him some competition uh, for that job and really for the depth of the secondary in general, because the cornerback position is a little bit 
shall we say, thin um, outside of the top starters. Uh, you know, Trey White, we know what he is. He's an all pro. He's a lockdown. He's one of the greatest in the game. But beyond that, the Bills really don't have a lot proven. Levi Wallace, we know what his ceiling is. We know what his floor is. He's an average to above average cornerback who can get pushed around by the more physical receivers. He's not the quickest of cornerbacks out there. So for me, the player I want to start with that has the absolute most to gain during training camp It's Dane Jackson. You know I've been a fan of his ever since the Bills drafted him in the seventh round out of Pittsburgh. I feel like this kid is somebody to watch during training camp. And I know I mentioned this positional battle as one of the key battles to watch during our Bill Eve podcast a couple of weeks ago, talking about those key battles to look for during training camp. I feel like it's a a tale as old as time, or at least over the last three to four years, The ritual of can anyone knock Levi Wallace off of his perch as a starting CB2? The Bills have brought in all sorts of veterans over the past to compete and try to push Wallace out of his starter's role. You know, they've brought in Josh Norman uh, famously. They brought back EJ Gaines, uh, Kevin Johnson. Um, There's been all sorts of veterans who have come in trying to take the job from the undrafted rookie out of Alabama, Levi Wallace. No one's been able to do it, but I feel this year, maybe the best candidate that has been there as a challenger status is Dane Jackson. Uh, Again, Dane Jackson is having a really strong spring. He had a really strong spring with the team, according to all the media reports. He was showcasing tremendous skills and holding his own while covering Buffalo's very talented group of wide receivers. I think Dane Jackson, with a strong showing at camp, could do enough to prove himself worthy of taking that CB2 job and wrestling it away from Levi Wallace. I know that one of the biggest knocks on Jackson is he didn't get to play a lot last year during his rookie season. He only made five appearances uh, on the football field for the Bills in very limited action, but he showed great flashes of potential during that limited sample size. He broke up five passes, came up with a huge interception against the Jets when that game's outcome was still in doubt, was still up in the air. Jackson made a tremendous move on a sideline pass and came away with his first career interception of Sam Darnold, and he made 15 total tackles with one big fumble recovery in those five games. Jackson and Wallace are roughly the same size, a a hair or a shade under 5 feet 11, but Jackson's more physical with his style of covered defense, and really he's not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid to get involved and get in the faces of the taller wideouts. I think that no-fear attitude combined with his excellent nose for the ball and his ability to really jump to the high point of a football when it's coming down towards the receiver, those are going to give Dane Jackson quite the leg up when it comes to this competition at CB2. He can contribute both in the slot and on the outside on an island. I think that he has really shown himself to be the Bill who, in my opinion, has the biggest potential to steal away a starter's role during training camp. So for me, Dane Jackson is the Bill that I think has the most to gain during this training camp performance. My second of the bills I'm going to highlight with the most to gain during our training camp run here, our exercise on Bill Eve, we're going to go to the wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins. Now, I mentioned earlier 
Josh Allen, all-pro season, shattered Jim Kelly's franchise records for passing yards, passing touchdowns, quarterback rating, completion percentage, you name it, Josh Allen shattered them during the 2020 season. What's a scary thought for the rest of the NFL and the defenses out there is the Bills could be even better on offense in 2021, and that's because of the impact that Isaiah Hodgins could make on Buffalo's already prolific offense. Hodgins was a sixth-round draft pick who redshirted last year after a really strong camp performance. The Bills had enough talented receivers on the roster, and he was battling a a slight injury that decided to put him onto the redshirt list, and he missed all of 2020 while the Bills were scoring 501 points, a franchise record. What Hodgins brings that the Bills have been lacking is that tall physical that is that tall physical style of wide receiver that they just don't get with Stephon Diggs or Cole Beasley or Gabe Davis. Hodgins is listed at six foot three. He will be the second tallest receiver on the roster, and I'm fully convinced that he, if he's able to put it all on paper and put it all on the field this training camp, he will represent that big, physical, imposing wide receiver threat that Buffalo sorely needs to make this offense be even better than it was in 2020. He also has a remarkable and reliable set of hands. He rarely drops the football. Hodgins is one of those guys who slept with a football growing up, who takes thousands upon thousands of repetitions with the football jugs machine, catching balls from all different angles, making shoestring grabs, making snow cone type catches. Hodgins is so committed to his craft and has made his hands into such a valuable asset towards his wide receiver skills that he really, I think, is going to be able to take this Bills offense to the next level if he puts it all together again during training camp. He's known as being a sharp crisp and accurate route runner and he's gotten a pretty good rapport with Josh Allen so far during the course of his first year plus with the Buffalo Bills. I feel like Isaiah Hodgins could really add another dimension to Buffalo's potent aerial passing attack and he's already turned heads with his play both last offseason and during this spring. So number two, Isaiah Hodgins. My third bill with the most to gain during training camp is somebody who has really come under criticism by Bills fans during his very brief tenure in Western New York. And it's defensive end A.J. Epinesa. When A.J. Epinesa was drafted last year in the second round, I'm not quite sure what Bills fans were expecting out of the former University of Iowa standout, but I can guarantee you they were not satisfied on the whole with A.J. Epinesa's play his rookie year, mostly because the stats he put together were just not that impressive. He accumulated only 14 tackles total, three for a loss, with four hits on the quarterback, one sack, and one pass breakup. Over 14 games. Now, again, on the surface, you're thinking, John, boy, those numbers are just not that good. Why are we thinking that A.J. Epinesa is going to turn a corner this year and make that improvement that will justify that second-round pick? Here's why. The Bills did not do Epinesa any favors during his rookie campaign. They asked him to trim down and take off some of the weight that had made him such a powerful and effective rusher and pass rusher and an aggressive defensive end at the University of Iowa. They asked him to trim down and slim down, and it really got into interfering with Epinesa's ability to disrupt plays and make big plays on the football field. Epinesa has added back a lot of the weight that he lost last year, and he's coming into camp in really good shape and with a chip on his shoulder, especially 
seeing what Buffalo did with the draft, bringing in Russo and Boogie Basham. So AJ Epinesa is looking around being like, wait a minute, what am I, chopped liver? I was a second round pick last year. Here the Bills come in, bringing in a first and a second round pick to the defensive end rotation. Already there's a very crowded set of defensive ends on this roster. Epinesa to me has taken that message to heart and really seems like he's ready to break on through in 2021 with a strong showing at training camp being the linchpin experience he needs to prove that he can be a valuable contributor along the defensive end. And the thing that gives me a lot of hope in this is, remember those numbers I mentioned for Epinesa during the 2020 season, 14 total tackles, only one sack and one pass breakup? In spite of those numbers, Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier both were effusive in their praising of Epinesa and how he performed last year. So even though he got his career off to a slow start in Buffalo, it was pointing in the right direction. He did have a very solid second half of his rookie season, and I expect with a strong performance this training camp, A.J. Epinesa will cement not only a roster spot, but eventually will prove that the Bills can afford to trade away Mario Addison and or move on from Jerry Hughes with their youth movement that they're going to have lined up at the defensive end rotation. My fourth Buffalo Bill with the absolute most to gain during this training camp is Ike Butker along the offensive line. Now, everybody already is ready to appoint Cody Ford as a starter at the left guard position. And a lot of that's due to the reputation that Ford had coming out of the University of Oklahoma as a mauler and a physical beast on the line who will push around the defensive players in front of him. But so far in two seasons, Cody Ford's NFL career has been riddled with both injuries and inconsistent play. Enter Ike Bucker, who for the first time in his career stepped into a starter's role with the Buffalo Bills last year, and he gave the offensive line something it sorely needed, consistency and reliability. The second half of his season in particular, Bucker was quite adept at opening up big holes in the passing game, which allowed Josh Allen time to find the open receiver on those quick precise passing routes that he runs with his wide receivers. Butker took over uh, for Cody Ford in that starting lineup when Ford went down with a meniscus tear and Ford ended up going on the injured reserve list. And really, the play did not suffer. In fact, I think it got better with Butker on the field. His steady play, zero sacks allowed, only three penalties committed in 12 games, really made a strong impression on his teammates and especially on Buffalo's coaches, so much so that the Bills brought back Butker this offseason despite having Cody Ford waiting in the wings. To me, if Ike Butker can build upon his solid second half of the 2020 season where he especially was proficient as a pass blocker, he could get better at the run game, of course, but so could all of the Buffalo Bills when it comes to their run blocking skills. They all could afford to improve in this area. But Butker has a lot to gain with a solid performance at training camp. Even though Ford is the more talented offensive lineman, Butker, again, is proving that even though he's an undrafted free agent, former undrafted free agent, the job could be his with a strong showing at training camp. I think he performed admirably in his first time as a starter, and I think he's going to push Cody Ford and give him all he can handle in that battle for the starting left guard spot for the Buffalo Bills. Now, my final Buffalo Bill with the most to gain during training camp might come at you as a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to the secondary for the Buffalo Bills, and in particular, the safety position. 
Dean Marlowe had been Buffalo's primary backup for both Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer for the past couple of years. Well, he departed for Detroit, where he uh, his I think his departure is going to be felt on Leslie Frazier's defense because Marlowe. How many times would you watch a game and Frazier would plug and play Marlowe and he would come up with a big unheralded play that helped the Bills either get the ball back or force a three and out? I think Marlowe has underrated the impact that he had on Buffalo's defense. His departure means there's somebody that needs to step up. There's an opportunity to be the primary backup to both Hyde and Poyer. And my candidate who's going to step up and fill that role and have a chance to really, again, crack the 53-man roster and win that primary backup job, it's Jaquan Johnson. I think his athleticism, I think his physicality, and I think his nose for the ball is going to give him a leg up in the race with Damar Hamlin and Josh Thomas and the rest of these safety candidates out there on the roster. And Johnson, if he shows that he can handle being that primary backup, he's going to have a golden opportunity to make a name for himself in Leslie Frazier's defense in 2021. Now, Johnson's already somebody who Bills fans should know, not only because of that great fourth down pass on a fake punt against the New England Patriots in Foxborough, he's a key contributor to Heath Farwell's special teams units and is a solid contributing safety in Buffalo's practices. He only has 102 career defensive snaps, but Johnson's already shown his potential in that brief amount of time. He's a 2019 sixth round selection, who has showed great athleticism, solid instincts, and a real nose for the ball when it comes to sitting back on defense in his cover skills. And even though Johnson profiles more as a free safety to back up Hyde than a strong safety backing up Poyer, I feel that a really commanding performance from Johnson during training camp would secure his place as both Hyde and Poyer's backup as the third safety. Conversely, if Johnson doesn't put it all together, I think this opens the door for rookie DeMar Hamlin to come in or possibly a veteran to secure that backup safety spot, that third safety for the Buffalo Bills defense here in 2021. Honorable mention honors go to Justin Zimmer on the defensive line. I feel like he's somebody who is a very talented member of the defense. I think he really showed what he could bring to the table last year. But unfortunately, why Zimmer did not crack my top five is I just don't think he's going to be able to win out in the numbers game that Buffalo has. I think there's too many more talented defensive tackles. They're going to take reps away from Zimmer. And I don't think Zimmer is going to be the guy who's going to repeat his successful 2020 season. So he's on the outside looking in for me as far as the bills with the most to gain during training camp. So there you have it, Bills fans. There are my five candidates for who I feel have the most to gain during training camp, whether it's, again, a chance to earn that starter's role or secure a pivotal backup role for the Buffalo Bills in 2021. You've heard my thoughts. I now want to hear from you, Bills Mafia. What are you thinking? Who are you thinking is going to have the biggest opportunity to gain for themselves with their training camp performance? Give me your feedback when this article drops on buffalorumblings.com and also comment at me at Twitter at John Boccasino. Would love to hear your thoughts. I love interacting with our fans here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Signing off for this week, my name is John Boccasino. We'll be back next week talking more Bills football and doing that long-awaited podcast topic, The Most Indispensable Bills, here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.